0: Come on! Really? Like, come on! Like, seriously right now with this? I...
1: Alright, welcome in everybody to the Important Nonsense Podcast. It is Wednesday, September the 19th. I am your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me on Twitter, at nonsense underscore Steve. My co-host, Neil Smith, at nonsense underscore Neil. Neil, how are you doing this
0: evening? The hoy hoy, Doing well. Doing well, excited to be back, finally finished licking my wounds from the complete collapse that was a lot of my week too, but I won that FFE League matchup, Steve. I won that.
1: Yep. (sighs) Uh, Well, I mean, you know what I say, I mean, I've started four and two, so it can only get worse than from here.
0: (laughs) It's all downhill? Yep. Always the optimist. Yep that's the that, that's the you know what if life teaches you anything though it's that that's usually the correct approach
1: <laughs> yep exactly what i'm having a really good start to the year uh-oh i don't like the sound of that no never a good thing <laughs> I'd, I'd rather start with low expectations and then that way when i exceed those at the end of the yeah. year i feel yeah, good Yeah, exactly
0: it. yeah i feel like i accomplished something
1: the football preview
0: halfback passes to center back to wing back to center center holds it holds it holds it
1: no, not that football.
0: oh the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, that's the one. You just don't understand football news.
0: Good news, everyone. Extra, extra, read all about it.
1: And stats. No! You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast.
0: Da, 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 da. Hey. Da, 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 da.
1: Week three of the NFL season. We are kicking it off with news from the defending Super Bowl champions. They've got their guy back. Carson Wentz cleared for contact. Welcome back. Welcome back.
0: The the Nick Nick Foles show finally
1: over. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Cleared for contact starting in week three. So he was showing signs of uh of an off-season full of free drinks in Philly, pretty much. And that's, that's pretty much the, well, how that went. So finally, we're rid of Nick Foles. The other interesting note here from the Eagles is they, uh, they've re-signed Jordan Matthews today. And you may be asking, Steve, how is this fantasy relevant? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Because I get it. That's I know a I question. asked
0: that question when we were doing the prep. <laughs> so, you know, you're not wrong.
1: Mike Wallace was placed on IR, and again, you may be thinking, hey, Mike Wallace, also, who cares?
0: something from the pre-show.
1: <laughs> also, yeah, also okay. relevant. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey still listed as week-to-week. He did return on a limited basis to practice today, probably still out this week, and uh, maybe returning next week. But uh, he's still not ready to go. Nelson Aguilar hasn't looked great, but neither has that whole offense. And look, when you're talking about new receivers coming into a system, routes, rhythm, and playing time are all harder to pick up for a receiver than when you're acquiring a running back, for example, like with uh, Adrian Peterson last year in the trade, just going straight into it and putting up 20 points. I'm not expecting that here, obviously, but Matthews was on this Eagles team just last year. People forget that because he was traded to Buffalo, and then he was... In the offseason with New England and all the turmoil and back and forth he's gone through. But when he was there in Philly, he had a great connection with Wentz. He was a PPR monster out of the slot for them. He was a wide receiver 2 at worst on most weeks. And with the lack of other playmakers they've got out there right now, it's not unreasonable, I think, to consider him a low-end flex with with value, like I said, to be a wide receiver 2 upside here. I think if you've got an open roster spot on the end of your bench, it's, it's at the very least worth a flyer.
0: Sure. I don't know why you didn't go with JGI there as your running back comp, by the way. That's weird to me. (laughs) You go to to it.
1: Well, because Ajayi was just all around garbage last season. So Eh, that's true.
0: Uh, the, uh, I feel like Peterson
1: is a good comp because remember the first game he was there, he put up a twenty-five.
0: Yeah, that was the one game where they just gave him the ball. He 27 came out, times. There. Everybody they was like, like Here he's
1: go. done, he can't do anything, and then he comes out the gate and he's like, hold yeah. my beer, and he just trucks people. Bruce, hold yeah, my Bruce switch.
0: Arians is like, here's twenty-seven carries for you. Just go do it. Like, have a good time out there. Just yeah. don't don't stress. But
1: yeah, aren't you missing Bruce Arians right about now?
0: Everybody wants David Johnson is. Shout out to my homies <laughs> for that one, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, yeah, if you want to stash Jordan Matthews on the end of your bench as a low end flex and see what happens, I have no issue with it either. Uh, I do wonder if it maybe messes with like Nelson Aguilar, or some of the other stuff going on there. But he is just well, they've looked terrible, soup like to nuts. The Eagles have. So we we'll, at this point, the whole I just, thing I, is. A, I have to believe it's false. Right, I, one would think it's putting not, all the burden that's on. That's not helping. Whatever whatever the other problems are, that problem is really not helping cover any of the other issues that are going on. Also, yeah. it didn't help when your secondary just looks like they are just getting crushed, and then halfway through the game they just stop because right. they're getting crushed so hard. Interesting, interesting kind of plug and play type of thing. I'm not necessarily if you have fab budget, that's the kind of guy that I want for a dollar. Just that kind of thing. There you go. Yeah. Again, not
1: advocating starting him by any means. I'm saying worth the flyer for now, and then I'm willing to let him go off on my bench for a week yeah, or so. Before, yeah, yeah, if, uh, he, if you, if you spend a
0: dollar and you don't get anything, you just cut
1: it. it Meanwhile, well, Sean McCoy's tumultuous season continues. He has a cracked rib cage with uh, the possibility of missing week three. I know what you're thinking. How could he possibly play with that? But it is it is possible. It's a, it's a small like hairline fracture. It is playable. You can just wrap it up and then put the, uh, the flat jacket on there and he'll be all right. But more than likely, he'll he'll uh, miss week three, or at least there's a distinct possibility he will, and be back in week four. However, the new allegations coming out against him as part of the whole domestic abuse scandal, so you knew when you were drafting him this year, you were playing with fire. You were willing to deal with all the nonsense that was coming with him as long as he produced. Because he's still a Sean McCoy, and he's still the only bill you'd want. Now with the slow start out of the gate and all the garbage on top of it, if you're a McCoy owner, how panicked are you right now?
0: Oh pretty panicked, but you were already <laughs> you were already pretty <laughs> panicked. I mean, like that that's the kind of thing that if you weren't already like hitting the panic button now it's smashing it with as <laughs> hard as you can until you break it. But as I said last week during Trust Your Bus, goodbye to the last usable bill. That was it. I mean, and now I don't know what you do with it. You kind of just have to roll with it. There's no trade value. So I don't know who's going to be a buyer on that at this point. Maybe if you live in Buffalo and have some sort of unreasonable bills fan that is willing to to take that off your hands, you could do it. But I don't know. I don't know how you're going to trade away McCoy, nor do I know how you're going to start him. He's what is it flex at this point just because of the name or is it just done in your opinion? Like just done like droppable. No, yeah, no, I don't think he's drop-able. droppable because running back is such a such flex. A, I would yeah, say flex. He's, yeah, he's, but he's not the RB one, RB two level type of thing that you were investing in. Doesn't look like at this point. Now watch him have a forty this week, right. and I I, look mean, real I always
1: had him projected as a as a mid range RB two to begin with, and uh, based on ADP, he was going in rounds like four ish uh, during the preseason, so. Odds are you had someone else paired with him anyway, and I always say what do I say every preseason, Neil? Oh, you say a lot of things. RB two every... is the yeah. most overrated position. I was gonna say you say a lot of things, but is it in, about in your derogatory running
0: back statements about <laughs> 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 about, yeah, exactly. about that? Yeah. That's
1: Yeah. RB two is the most overrated position in fantasy football. It's easily replaceable. There's a million guys out there that you can just slot in and give you the same production. So, I mean if you've got a solid RB one ahead of him anyway. It's not a huge deal. If you went zero RB and for whatever reason decided LaShawn McCoy was the, the back you were going to hitch to, then then I would say you're in big trouble.
0: Yeah, because you got nothing at that point. So, And I I, yeah. I think really the only thing you can really do, Steve, at this point is got to just ride it out. Meanwhile.
1: This is poor editing by me because I didn't lump in Jay Ajayi with the rest of the Eagles news. But uh, that's...
0: We'll power through it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get power by. Power through. We'll get by. Jay Ajayi might miss week three. On Sunday, he briefly left the game with a back injury. He was able to come back and score a touchdown, so obviously it wasn't affecting him that much. However, the same injury could keep him out this weekend. If he does miss time, Darren Sproles is still out. You interested in Corey Clement?
0: Yeah, I think you'd have to be at this point. He's, right. he's proven that he can be serviceable. With that O-line and a matchup against yeah. Indy. He's proven sure. that he can be serviceable. He can catch some passes. He can run between the tackles a little bit. It's not something I want to count on for the season because, for me, he's always been a little undersized, and I'm a little worried about him getting the load, and I think they are too. So, what you know, they may spell him with one of the other depth-level backs. But, yeah, I'd be interested in Corey yeah. Clement, RB2 flex type of thing. Yeah. Yep, absolutely agree. Meanwhile.
1: Neil. We have kicker new.
0: Nice job, you f- kicker! Nice job!
1: Yeah. Yeah, break it out.
0: Yes, we don't get to use that nearly enough.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll find ways to work it in. We will find <laughs> ways. Greg Zerline will miss a couple of weeks with a groin issue. He will avoid IR, though, which is good news for those Greg Zerline or- owners out there. They, uh, they did re-add Sam Ficken, who uh, filled in for Zerline last year. At the end of the season, you may remember when he was done and in the playoffs and all that. He was a rookie last year. Now he is a, a second-year guy. So, look, if if you're looking for someone to fill in for Greg Zerline, I mean, why avoid the Rams offense, right? I don't really You've seen what they can do. Kicking. Opportunity will be there. Mine as well.
0: He's not Greg Zerline, though. So just an FYI, if you're going to do that, just Greg Zerline is notorious no. for the 55-plus-yard field goal. Thicken can kick it. But he's not necessarily going to be standing there from 65.
1: Like. Well, what the draw for Zerline before was the fact that, yes, he could boom the long distance kicks. So if you were in a league that has, you know, bonus points for longer kicks or longer kick attempts, then yeah, he was definitely a guy to circle for that. But with the Rams offense, it's a volume, just the volume, it's a volume play. you're going to yeah. get. I mean, just. You know, 10 extra points a game is still 10 points.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll probably kick a couple field goals okay. or at least one in there somewhere for you. Exactly. So it's, it's totally worth it.
1: Meanwhile, Dan Bailey is back yes. heading to the Vikings, the most accurate kicker in the NFL. In NFL Blow history, all your fat budget! Home. Do it! <laughs> he shores up the one leak in Minnesota. So, uh, I mean, look, he brings top five kicker value for the rest of the year. Does he not? I mean, look, the opportunity was there for the kicker, the the rookie in Minnesota, and he just blew kicker, it three different kicker times.
0: Kicker is so weird in this way. Like, yeah, it's definitely upside of top five. It it could be top ten is where you end up. But either way, that's that's a starter. So even when Dan Bailey went yeah. through his struggles uh, recently, he's still the most accurate kicker as we mentioned in NFL history. So even if he's only kicking it three-quarters of what you were used to getting, it's probably still top ten, and it's probably still worth a roster spot, especially if you've been rocking one of the hodgepodge melange of terrible kickers that populate the NFL. As we saw last week, it was on full display.
1: And people forget that uh, Dan Bailey last year, when he looked not so hot, was playing with a groin yes, injury all That's season. a good
0: point. That is a solid reminder.
1: So now he's fully healthy and, uh, and heading to uh, the Dome in Minnesota. So... Most of his games are indoors. Most accurate kicker ever. Can't really go wrong there. Meanwhile, Marcus Mariota's status hasn't changed since Sunday, to end the quote. Woke up Sunday morning and couldn't properly grip the ball, dealing with that elbow injury that we had mentioned last week. So, yo, Gabbert, Gabbert got the start against the Texans. As you'd expect, that was uh, it was atrocious to oh, watch. Yeah. Uh, his, his most impressive pass was to himself. And then uh he subsequently threw it a second time on the same play, which uh you can't do that. I'm, I'm no I'm no NFL rules expert, but yeah, you can't do that. Uh so Mar- Mariota's not a big starting guy at QB, as we know. He's a uh, a lower end QB two if you're looking at uh like a two QB league. But with him out, I mean if you're a uh, richard Matthews, Corey Davis, Derek Henry, Deion Lewis owner, any of those guys Does the prospect of Gabbert scare you?
0: I mean, it has to. I mean, you and I both watch football, so does anybody, for the most part, who listens to this? (laughs) I mean, to be fair,
1: Mariota looked horrible
0: when he was in there. Sure. But it's one game. There's also upside to Mariota still, even with all the (laughs) There's no upside to playing Gabbert. I know what it is. I've seen it for years. I know exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm getting. I'm going to get a a guy who can occasionally run, but is kind of slow— He's getting older. He's never been particularly accurate. He's never had a particularly big arm, and he's never had particularly great decision making skills. So, Uh-oh. I don't like the sound <laughs> of that. Yeah, that's kind of what you're getting. So, as a result, I cut Richard Matthews in uh, our Golden League that we've been playing for a million billion years, and that's a 12 team PPR. He was my fifth wideout. And not anymore because I that was a project I was hoping would pan out mm-hmm. but if it's Gabbert, there's got to be better options
1: than yep, that for sure I mean look Matthews same thing it's uh we were both already pretty low on Corey Davis yeah. so I don't think we can get lower than we already No. Were. but uh for the general public I think they're gonna if
0: you follow we've rankings, been all season. you don't own Corey Davis in any fantasy football league yeah. so this is a non story for you and if you did do that then I am sorry for your loss and check out the rankings
1: <laughs> uh henry and lewis however i think will be the least uh impacted by this in fact they may even get more of an
0: uptick they may have because, to run the ball more yeah because they yeah, just can't exactly pass. Keep, keep the ball away from Gabbert, and frankly so. so far i've been wrong derrick henry has been bad so far and that is incredibly frustrating since i was hyping him up all preseason and i know you were there with me
1: yeah, but to be fair... So I know, and that's lose.
0: the only saving grace to this, is that they've both looked
1: they, terrible. They've both been to The whole
0: yeah, offense Everything has looked, horrible, looked horrendous, so. and I, unfortunately, with Yo Gabbert Gabbert running the show, you know, it's only a shame that there wasn't some guy who was out there doing commercials who obviously wasn't being blackballed, who could come in and you know, has a similar not. skill set to Mariota. You know, if only such a person existed. I don't
1: know. He doesn't. Meanwhile... Antonio Brown ditches meetings on Monday. The whole controversy really came from a former employee of the Steelers tweeting after the game on Sunday that he, quote, would be nothing without Roethlisberger, end quote, to which Brown, of course, came back on Twitter telling him, trade me and let's find out. That's always
0: good. (laughs) Antonio Brown with the (laughs) clapback.
1: So reports, I think, are a little blown out of proportion here. Look, they're on Monday Night Football this week, so Tuesday is a traditional NFL off day anyway. Wednesday they'll go over the same film that they would have on Monday with the extra day to prep. So, I mean, they're not showing up on Monday doesn't really mean anything. He didn't really miss much. It's just not great that he didn't tell the team he wasn't going to be there. Mike Tomlin addressed the situation yesterday and today. He didn't give much of an explanation after he met with Brown this afternoon. But you can sort of, you know, read the tea leaves, if you will, that uh, yeah, it was an unexcused absence, to say the uh, say the least. So, I mean, the question here, obviously, is with more turmoil in the Steelers' locker room, have uh, have you gotten nervous about the rest-of-season value for uh, Antonio Brown now, or, or is this just a non-story?
0: Oh, for me, this is more or less a non-story. This is, this is a Tuesday. Yeah, I agree. This is a Tuesday in the NFL where they need content to feed the Twitter machine. <laughs> and so they're just shoveling this down Mike Tomlin's throat because they, they got to create drama in this giant soap opera of, are the Steelers imploding? Just, ooh, we got to have that conversation for ad nauseum on the radio and on ESPN all day. Like, no, I- I'm not worried about any of this. Also, it's week two. As long as neither him nor Roethlisberger are hurt, I am really not worried about his rest-of-season value. And, yeah, there's turmoil in the Steelers' locker room. Guess what? That's like every year over the last five years. And people are like, Tomlin's going to get fired. Tomlin's going to get fired. And I'm like, he never ends up getting fired. Because they end up going to the playoffs, and then it's fine. So it, you're going to have to do more than to rattle me. By the way, if you want to get into real things that I think are hilarious and just ultra-petty, the Steelers officially removed Le'Veon Bell from not only their depth chart; they did that last week. This week, they removed him from their roster. There you go. <laughs> In the pettiest move since petty became petty, just, just oh man, like that's a real story. You want to talk about real Steelers turmoil? That's a real story. Not, not this.
1: No, nah, yeah, but keep telling me he's not going to hold out till week ten.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah, you keep trying to spin that down my throat, Pittsburgh media
1: people. Uh, yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> the saga of Josh Gordon. What a wild weekend that was. So first we got the report Saturday morning that he had a hamstring injury and would miss Sunday's game. Kind of came out of nowhere because he wasn't on the injury report all week. Later in the afternoon, we learned that he was actually going to be cut by the Browns for multiple issues that they weren't going into yet. And then uh, ultimately he gets traded Monday to the Patriots. Talk about an upgrade. <laughs> Worst to first. My God.
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, all the craziness. If you haven't heard the story, just check it out. It's it's pretty ridiculous. I don't know Either how you had Friday heard the event. story.
0: It was literally they yeah. had planes flying across the sky with it on banners like it. It was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: he was at a like some kind of publicity event on Friday and was doing, I don't know what he was doing at this some sort of workout. Somehow he some sort of workout. Yeah, pulled his hamstring somehow, and uh, that was going to cause him to miss the game on Sunday. And then the Browns said he was showing up late to meetings and missing meetings and and not being on time. And it just seemed like maybe he was having issues with his sobriety again. And they they wanted no part of it. So they trade him to the Patriots. Now he's part of the Patriot way in New England. You know, This week, he's still dealing with that hamstring injury. And, of course, he's got to learn the playbook, get acclimated. I don't think he'll be active this weekend. If he is, he won't have much of a role. So he's going to sit on your bench. But if you're a Gordon owner, what's your long-term outlook for him this season?
0: I mean, wide receiver, too. Like, you hope that he's Randy Moss from many years ago. You hope that
1: <laughs> well then if you're hoping he's randy moss and he's wide receiver one
0: no i know i said you hope that i'm saying you should be expecting wide receiver <laughs> yeah. two you pray that okay, i'm wrong sure. about that yeah. and he's and, randy right, moss fair. that's that's what you're hoping for but i don't know that i'm betting on that but it is a huge upgrade would you not agree for the patriots it's a massive upgrade over anything they.
1: yeah i i'll reiterate what i said uh on twitter when it first happened that um Look, in the preseason, and we talked about it, with my projections, I had him, of course, with Jarvis Landry, Corey Coleman at the time, David and Joku catching passes from Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield projected for the whole season. And I had him projected at wide receiver 16 and Landry at 20, that you could sustain two guys in that offense as top 20 receivers. So now he goes from that to being in the same offense as Edelman, Gronk, and Hogan. Certainly upgrade at the players around him, but I mean now he's getting passes from Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And and as I said, I had him at wide receiver sixteen and Landry at wide receiver twenty, and they had the fifth worst schedule for wide receivers. Now he goes to New England and gets the fourth easiest schedule. Schedule for wide receivers. So if you've got guys like Gronk, Edelman, and Hogan, unlike when he's on the Browns, they're not just going to automatically throw the number one corner on him. He's not going to get completely locked down every single week, not to mention the fact that, as I said, the matchups he's going to have are easier than the matchups he was having in Cleveland anyway when I had him as the number 16 wideout. Now, I'm not saying he's going to reach that heights, but to think he could finish as a top 20 I don't think is ridiculous
0: yeah we more or less agree (laughs) at that yeah the other thing is i don't know how the the patriots waltzed in there with a fifth round pick and somehow that's what the browns felt like they were going to do
1: it's the best offer they got that's
0: and that's what's crazy is that you just let the patriots take him for for that and it's just if you're on the jets dolphins or bills you got to just be sitting there like come on really (laughs) like come (laughs) on like seriously right now with this? Like, everybody's just going to let the Patriots just do that to them? They're just going to let the Patriots? Well,
1: again, the thing, it's the off-the-field stuff.
0: Yeah. That, well, that's, that's what, how the, a lot of those NFL teams are obviously evaluating it. So it's not
1: that shocking, because, but it is, it yeah, is interesting. Like, we talked about it on Saturday when it first happened with him being cut, and I said the best-case scenario for him would be signing at the Patriots. Yeah. Because if any if any organization has a culture that can change your mindset and get you right, it's there. Because Randy Moss' his whole career was a head case, and then he goes to New England, and all of a sudden he's a team guy. He's all about everybody but himself for the year and a half he's there. Right. So, I mean, if they can do the same thing for Josh Gordon, just, just get his head right, get his work ethic back, I think uh winning, yeah, winning help. the limit for this guy. Neil, you mentioned it earlier, FFE, have you heard the good word? You obviously have, but for the, uh, the listening public <laughs> out there, I know what you're thinking. Uh, it's week three of the season. Why are you still pitching me FFE? Because it's not too late. It's not too late. You can actually still sign up now. You can sign up until next week's games. Because as we've mentioned before, in stage one, you just have to win four games. So if you sign up with our FFE contest by week four, you'll be entered for the $25,000 global prize. Get through stage one. Stage 2 is weeks 8 through 10. Score the most points possible to make it to the final 64 teams in Stage 3 for your shot at the big money. Just log in, make a new team, and then you sign up for the Marketing Partner Contest Important Nonsense. You'll automatically be entered in the $25,000 global prize. You'll be entered in your state prize, and you will be entered in the one and only Lucky Whitehead competition. Come on, folks. Come on. You know you. Want I mean, this.
0: you cannot get value like this. I mean, it is worth at least $6, this signed Lucky Whitehead. Minimum. Minimum $6. $6. You just cannot find quality like this anywhere else.
1: So again, go to ffe.com, sign up today. You can draft up until next Thursday. That is the deadline. That is the cutoff. Get it in by then. State restrictions do apply. Make sure to check. All of the uh, the restrictions and rules on their website. All right, Neil, while you're uh, cruising around the Internet, make sure you're obviously hitting up importantnonsense.com. Daily Awareness, Aiden winning people money
0: out there with his, uh, his picks his Tuesday edition is now live of Daily Awareness.
1: It is. And if you're uh, you're following us here, you're listening now, you know the Tuesday edition, make sure you're also checking out the Saturday one. He posts Saturday morning with all the updates of the guys that he wants in his lineup, who he's setting, the outlook for the weekend. So uh, shout out to Aiden at FFAware. Let him know that you are reading and let him know that you are listening. And uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate Aiden. We do. So we do. Uh, Thank you, a,
0: Aiden, for everything a you do.
1: good weeks to start. All right, Neil. So it's uh it's the second most popular segment on the show because everybody loves Devil's Advocate, but yeah. it's the second most popular. It's time for some trust or bust. Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you, to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. That official be up Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead, take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast.
0: And remember, don't trust anyone over 30!
1: Shout out to Benjamin Banger, by the way, for the uh, the backdrop music there hit him up on uh, FMA the uh, free music archive all of his stuff is fantastic listen to all of his stuff's really good so uh, yeah shout out shout out to Benjamin all right Neil starting with QBs uh, I'm gonna go with uh, trust fits magic I gotta believe in fits magic at this point look do I believe in it long term absolutely not do I believe in it for the here and now absolutely and they're playing the uh, the tumultuous Steelers. On Monday Night Football. So they have extra time to prep. The Steelers are going crazy. It's
0: in Tampa.
1: Yeah, g- give me every bit of the it Fitch Magic this just got up by
0: Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, if Mahomey that, can do it, I think happened. anybody can. <laughs> All right, so for my trust, it's Jared Goff at home against the fighting L.A. Chargers. The Goffer. Look, The Goffer. He guy. has looked very, very strong through two weeks. And some of that is, again, the balanced attack that the Rams present. They have good receivers, and they can really run the ball, uh, as we watched as they just took Arizona apart piece by piece, you know, brick by brick. So if there should have been a slaughter rule in that game. That game should have been
1: Heard of that Todd Gurley guy? Pretty,
0: pretty good. good. They also had Malcolm Brown out there. He looked pretty good. I can see why they're, why they're giving him run. He, he did what they asked him to do. And the Chargers are missing their best pass rusher this week, but I'm actually looking – for him and for this week to have a nice week and really just moving forward because you probably got him as a decent value. uh, If you drafted him, you might've actually got him as your second guy. I've seen that even in weird scenarios where people wait on quarterback and he just falls. He's looked great. And apparently all the reports are that last year uh, McVeigh was in his headset until the last possible second, giving him the play, the, the reads, the audible, what, what to do. And apparently this year, uh, that's not happening anymore, because Goff has learned the playbook.
1: Training wheels yeah, are Goff off. Yeah, Goff has learned
0: yep. the playbook, apparently, this year. So what you're watching is actually Goff, as opposed to McVay in his ear. So I I have uh, kind of raised my expectations for him a little bit moving forward, but I absolutely love it this week.
1: Uh, my bust, Russell Wilson. So let's, let's start when, the, when was he initially my bust? What, like 2015?
0: How far I don't back know, do man. When did go? he come in the league? But, but just for like, this when did he come in the
1: specifically... <laughs> This specifically, this week against Dallas. Not that I'm giving Dallas a ton of credit. I'm just, I'm just that
0: against. Watching the Seahawks Russell game Wilson. with Steve is like watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just a constant running commentary every time Russell Wilson drops back. It's, oh look at that fullback. Oh, if he wasn't a fullback, he could actually throw the ball. Like it's yep, <laughs> all pretty day. Much,
1: That's pretty much. Four hours. Look, I mean, literally at this point. Russell Wilson's only value is the running floor. And Dallas has been extremely good against the run so far. So if you're telling me that the, the rushing floor isn't there, then it, and you're relying solely on the pass game for how terrible that offense has looked?
0: uh, No, pass. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that, by the way. My bust is, tear to my eye, the other side of that game I mentioned before, Phillip Rivers going up against the Rams. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse on this. This is a one week thing. I'm not down on rivers. He's been fine for the first two weeks, but that Rams defense is making everybody look bad right now. So I just, if you've got other options and you probably do given where rivers was drafted, uh, I would, I would want to fade rivers this week. Uh, Hey, maybe you won the Ryan Fitzpatrick sweepstakes and can just spot start that for one
1: running back. Trust you. People made this hard on me. Um, (laughs) Based on flexes, there's basically like 31 starting running backs at this point. So the list of non-starting running backs is thin, to say the least. So I just went for the fish in the barrel and uh, took Gio Bernard. So we didn't mention in the news up there, Joe Mixon, on the Thursday night game, of course, suffered that knee injury. He's having arthroscopic knee surgery. He will be out about two weeks. In that time, Gio is the guy. I mentioned Mark Walton in the preseason. I mentioned him last week again. He is worth a flyer if you are in a deep league because he will get some run. The uh, The issue is we don't know how much he'll actually get. And uh, once Mixon comes back, he'll go back to being a healthy scratch. So, But Gio for two weeks is actually useful. This week against
0: Carolina, all over it. So uh, RB2 to throw into your lineup. <sighs> You people also made this hard on me because I wanted to put Philip Lindsay again, (laughs) but you all actually listened to the things that I was saying with other people. And now his ownership percentage is too high, and he's starting as a flex. So good job, but boo, because now my job is harder. So I've gone – I've gone for Buck Allen, going against Denver, Mm -hmm. and the logic is simply this. Denver, if they have any weaknesses, which they do, but their most glaring one is their inability to cover tight end and their inability to cover – pass catching running back. They get shredded when this starts to happen. And the thing about the Ravens is they've already been kind of leaning on Buck Allen. He's had way more of a role than people thought. Some of that's game flow. Some of it is it was garbage time in week one against the bills, but he's their pass catcher to the extent that that exists. Cause they're not, they're not going to be trying to have a whole, I don't think they're gonna have a whole lot of success trying to traditionally run the ball. So they're going to try and get the ball in space to people. So I like Buck Allen this week because I think he's going to catch several passes for you.
1: Yeah, it's weird because he's the the third-down pass catcher, and he's also the goal-line yes. vulture. It's like the most bizarre thing I've ever Correct. seen. Correct. It's, it's such so a weird, weird job,
0: but that job actually has a significant amount of value, especially in PPR, and this week that's how you're going yeah. to try and attack Denver because you don't have the receivers to try and go after their secondary even though Aqib Talib's not there anymore. Like, you just you don't, really. Yep. So that's how you, you're going to have success, and I— Feel very confident in Buck Allen as a one-week flex, and honestly, they just seem to be having issues. So I don't mind him if you want to just stash him on the end of your bench for a few weeks and just see how it goes.
1: My bust this week, Neil, uh, earmuffs. No, oh, I you. need to hear it, uh, David What's Johnson. Said. So are David all the Johnson David Johnson owners out Kylo there up. right
0: now are screaming at their at their computer or phone.
1: Look, he's at he's off to a slow start. I said in the preseason, the only thing that concerned me about him was it's not Bruce Arians. We don't know what Steve Wilk's offense would be, and we've seen him be less involved in the passing game and get less touches overall, and that's that's pretty scary. And if that isn't scary enough, have you heard of this Khalil Mack guy? <laughs> I mean, John Gruden hasn't, but everybody else has heard of him, and he's pretty decent. So that Bears D-line is scary. The linebacking core is ridiculous. The corners can be had. But they can get to the pass They can get to the passer, excuse me, and they can get to the running back and slow them down. Running on this team is nearly impossible, and you have basically no time to get rid of it. Uh, I'm back on the Larry Fitz bandwagon if he can uh, if he can actually play. Give it a go this week, and it looks like he will because we've seen what Kyle Fuller does. <laughs> so uh, I mean, but but yeah, David Johnson. I'm nervous the first couple of weeks, we'll. Uh, it, and this week is not the get-right week. He'll be back eventually, but uh, week three is not it. Great buy-low candidate, by that the way. That was actually Great something we were going to get into. Candidate.
0: We're going to foreshadow each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. Make that a drop right there. That's it. There we go.
0: Did you see, by the way, the Bears are st- statistically the number one decent defense in football in just about every category right now?
1: Yeah, except for points given up. Thanks, Kyle Fuller.
0: Go Bears! Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. Thanks, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack, but a draft pick could be anything. It could even be Khalil Mack. <laughs> just, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, my bust is Alex Collins. They've they've been saying they want to get him the ball more, and I understand that, but this is yeah, not. Buck yeah, Allen setup. Yeah, this is not the week that I think they're going to try and they're going to they might try, but I think they're going to have to get away with it because I don't think they're going to be able to just line up and pound the ball against denver so i try to avoid alex collins this week wide receivers my trust
1: is mr will fuller uh neil fun fact in the five games that deshaun watson deandre hopkins and will fuller have all played together watson is 64 percent completion percentage for 1480 yards 18 touchdowns and 112.5 passer rating Hopkins averaging 24.5 points a game with uh, six catches for 102 yards, seven total touchdowns, and Will Fuller, 21.5 points, four catches for 78 yards, and eight total touchdowns. So when the three of them are together on the field, magic happens. And oh, by the way, the Texans put up 35.8 points a game in those five games. So uh yeah, Will Fuller... Worth uh, worth the shot this week at home against the Giants.
0: It's a good one, good stat right there. Let's see if my let's see if mine holds up to it. So my trust for this week, Keelan Cole, Jacksonville going against the Titans, and a large. He's a man. He is a man. He's 40. somebody had to step up and take that Marquise Lee job while he's while he's uh, while he's getting healthy.
1: Former Bolitnikoff winner. Yes, former
0: Bolitnikoff winner Marquise Lee while he recovers, and the Titans. Man. The Titans this week. Oh man, the Titans have the sixth worst outside corner tandem dating back to last year. They've allowed effective what is effectively the sixth most receptions over a two year period to the outside. So they shouldn't have any issues letting Keelan Cole just run around out there. And I also think that might be a good guy that he might not be on your waiver wire anymore, but if he still is and you need a and you need a, a, a prospect Man, you could do a lot worse than picking up Keelan Cole, I think.
1: Yeah, he was on the waiver column this week. My bust, Amari Cooper. But this week, it's it's twofold. First of all, Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper. Second of all, they're playing the Dolphins on the road. So as you mentioned, West Coast team traveling east in an early game. Typically not good for offensive production. Not to mention the fact that the Dolphins have actually played pretty decent defense through the first two weeks of the season. I am all out on Amari Cooper this week.
0: I can't say I blame you. Uh, my bust this week is Keenan Allen, and that hurts because I love Keenan Allen, but oh, C, no. C oh. Rivers, comma, Phillip. So, unfortunately, if this is the Larry Fitzgerald thing from last week. Now, he did leave with an injury, but he wasn't doing anything before that. Keenan Cole is better than Larry Fitzgerald at this point in their respective careers. I don't think that's a huge leap. However, where, wherever you go against that Rams defense, there's talents that is capable of neutralizing that so i think the rams are probably going to just try and take keenan allen away and i think they have the personnel to do it so as much as it pains me i've been using keenan allen in daily that's how good he's been i just don't i really just don't want a part of it for one week
1: tight end my trust
0: Uh oh, god hold on Can you take a shot right. take a shot you gotta you gotta steady the nerves oh I
1: just I gotta re-swallow the vomit. Okay. Eric Ebron <laughs> oh, at Philadelphia. Oof, oh god. Something I don't know what happened, but somehow over the off season he learned how to catch. I don't know. Him and Jordan Howard must have gone to the same mini camp or something. <laughs> and is just learning how to catch together. But Eric Ebron established his hands and look, the the tight end in the indie offense always has value. Before it was um Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener, and now you've got Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. The problem is they're kind of butting up against each other, so whichever one has the most red zone targets is the one I want, and right
0: now that's Eric Ebron. Yeah, I wonder I have always I also wonder just how much of that is defenses are looking at it and they're like, Yeah, just don't even bother. You can't catch. And he just runs in and catches it. Just, they're just keep him wide open, he'll drop the sideline it. like fine. really. Yeah really that today is the day you learn how to do that. Uh, by the way, Adrian Peterson was also at that mini camp that, uh, that you were referring to. Right. Uh, good point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my trust this week, OJ Howard. I know
1: juice. I know
0: camera braids still there. Camera braids look terrible. Also, OJ Howard. And I know it wasn't a huge amount of targets. It was five, but it's tight end. And he took one of them for 75 yards. And they're playing, again, a Pittsburgh team that just got lit on fire by Mahomes. So I am I am going to go ahead and recommend O.J. Howard this week. And I actually think he's an interesting candidate just moving forward because the talent's always been there. And we were always saying the biggest issue with O.J. Howard was last year was he was a first-year tight end. Well, yeah, he's not a first-year tight end anymore, and tight end is really bad, as we know.
1: So yeah, and he was getting gets... blocked by Cameron Brate. so –
0: yeah, that's not If that's now. not a thing anymore and O.J. Howard's going to be the guy, I think O.J. Howard's a good start this week, and I think you may be on to something for the season as a streamer.
1: My bust. I already partly mentioned it. It's the other side. It's Jack Doyle at Philadelphia. My guy. mommy man! Ugh, invested so much in Jack Doyle this preseason. I was so high on him. And Eric Ebron has come in and stole his thunder. It's, uh, it's really sad. But yeah, I'm, I'm down on Jack Doyle this week. Like I said, if if he's not get, it doesn't matter if he's getting the short three or four yard checkdowns. If he's not going to get the red zone targets, if he's never going to get in the end zone, it's the Alex Collins thing. If he's going to get all the middle of the field stuff and then Buck Allen's going to come in and vulture him, you know why? Why do I want anyone but Buck Allen? The touchdowns are what get you the points.
0: It's a touchdown game. My bust this week hurts my heart. It's David and Joku. I it, the before it's never been a question of talent, but before it was a question of opportunity. Well, now they're giving him the opportunity and he's averaging two drops a game. That is, that is unacceptable.
1: Mm, those are Amari Cooper. Yeah, you numbers.
0: cannot be dropping the ball at that kind of rate unless you play for the Raiders and are named Amari Cooper. That's the only guy I've ever seen drop a ball like that and be in the league for more than like a year. So unfortunate for David and Joku. However, I do think he's going to clean it up. So I wouldn't be cutting David and Joku, But I'm thinking about a second tight end. I'll tell you that much. You probably were doing that anyway. However, I wouldn't cut David Njoku. However, this week against the Jets, I don't know how much I'm into it. Because it's a Thursday night game. The Jets defense actually looks competent. And the Jets defense actually plays the tight end pretty well. They're actually ranked ninth against the tight end. So it's really not a great matchup to begin with. He's dropping the ball too much. And I'll change my tune on this a little bit if Jarvis Landry somehow isn't playing. Because then what else are you going to do? <laughs> like, So that's that's pretty much uh, where I stand on that. So don't cut him, but probably fade him for one week if you got a better option.
1: All right, Neil, let's jump into the number one new segment on the Internet, the entire world. Uh, <laughs> the Devil's Advocate.
0: May I play Devil's Advocate for a moment?
1: It's time for some Devil's Advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics.
0: There's still one thing that doesn't make sense.
1: The community is talking about.
0: Now, what were we talking about?
1: <laughs> All right, Neil.
0: <laughs> Devil's advocate. Kick it off. Oh. What do we got? Hot, fresh from the internet, this week's crazy hot takery. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a top 10 QB for the rest of the season. And I'm going to do the, I'm going to just go ahead and do the hot take side. And I'm going to do it real quick. Of course, right? Sure, go ahead. Did you watch ahead. him play the last two weeks? Of course, it's the top 10. Jameis went, Jameis is done. That's over. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick time. He's back. He's back with the beard. Did you see him wearing all that ice? Oh, man. He, he looks amazing. Like, just blow your fab budget. This is your guy. Like, like, oh, if you've got Andrew Luck, bench Andrew Luck, Ryan Fitzpatrick, rest of season. You don't need Andrew Luck. You can cut that that's garbage like just fitz magic baby it's all about it so if you care to rebut that because that's the internet's take
1: (laughs) uh yeah so fitzpatrick is obviously the guy this week Jameis is uh cleared to come back next week but reports are he won't because they have the week five bye. so they're going to go straight into uh the bye week with fitzpatrick for the why why not ride the hot hand That makes sense. I I buy it in that scenario. However, when they come out of it in week six, they're not going to just take the ball away from Jameis. They've invested too much in him at this point. So the connection is clearly there with Fitzpatrick and everybody on the roster, but it doesn't matter how hot he is, they're not just going to sit Jameis for no reason.
0: All right. And now what do you actually think, out of curiosity?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is what I actually think. I'm good with
0: that. That's that's what I wanted to just
1: Now I will add this tidbit. Uh, I, there's a follow-up question I know you have with, uh, Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard,
0: correct? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the follow-up to this internet conversation, which is, okay, well, if you're telling me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a top 10 QB, then that means I have to roster all the skill position guys. Because Godwin was already rostered and so was, uh, Evans. But you would, uh, you would, Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard are still pretty available, so that's what people are saying. It's like, okay, fine. If if he's that good and they're gonna look like this all season, what do I do with these two guys? Do I pick them up? Conventional logic would seem to state yes was was what people were saying because it just kind of follows. So go ahead and add the what's the tidbit?
1: So you already mentioned OJ Howard is an interesting flyer with both guys. That is correct. Rest of the season, uh, you know he's worth a shot at tight end, especially because it's he's in that mix it's of who it's knows the grand bag yeah, every it's week, tight end. right? The interesting thing about Deshaun Jackson, we always talk about him being a boomer bust guy. In the couple of games right, he joined the uh, the Buccaneers last year was his first year in Tampa Bay. Since joining the Bucks last season, he has caught five touchdown passes from Ryan Fitzpatrick, just one from Jameis Winston. Yeah. So just just something to consider over the next two weeks here, if you're looking at a best ball league if you're looking at uh, maybe even, well, not DFS, I guess, because of uh, a Monday night game this week. But if you play the Monday night DFS, something like that, where you're hoping for a big home run, he's hit on him already a couple of times this season, and the numbers have shown, for whatever reason, there's a connection there between Fitzpatrick and Jackson.
0: Yeah, and he's struggled. He could never get right with Winston. That's actually something that people have been discussing as well. So, that is that is that is definitely something to note there. Uh, for the record, I think there is a chance that Ryan Fitzpatrick could be your starter for the rest of the season if they are like undefeated and blow everybody out by the time they get there because then you might ride the hot hand, but I g- genuinely or generally I agree with what you're saying because I I, think I agree with the gonna, investment.
1: Wait, they're going to come out of the bye week 6. It's Jameis's job. And if he looks horrible in week 6 and week 7, and they're losing games they shouldn't be because he's making too many mistakes, then I could see them giving him the hook. You know what I mean? Could. Like if, they, if at that point that. they're 4-0 and going into the bye, and then they lose two games with Winston as the starter, I could see him yeah, going
0: Yeah, because you're 4-2, it's and it's like, well, we need to try and protect the season. If it's going to look like this, it's got to go. So it is possible. Yeah, right,
1: Dirk Carter will say, I need to protect my that job. Too.
0: That's what that'll yeah, be. that will be. too. All right, that's enough Tampa Bay. Right, so Moving on. All right, the next one. Patrick Mahomes is a top five quarterback for the rest of the season. All right, I'll do the hot take side again because this is fun for me. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is a top ten, top ten quarterback for the rest. Did you see what he did to the Steelers? Did you watch? Did you watch football? Come on, how is that not a thing that that uh, that you want to just blow all your fan budget for trade for if he was drafted in like league? You got to just give up. anything. better than Rodgers? Better. I said it. That that is the general tone of the internet right now regarding that that is that is how that actually comes across when you read it it is actually in all caps and uh it it is yelling it is it is a complete over the top overreaction (laughs) and and now i'm just going to defer to you because you wrote about this and you seem to write about this every year with the chiefs so i'm just going to take it away pretty much
1: so uh yeah i would just refer you to my article from last week under the microscope simply stating the fact that the chiefs offense always, historically, puts up gigantic numbers in the first couple weeks of the season and then falls back down to where you originally had them projected. Pat Mahomes was projected to be the number 16 to 19, depending on what you looked at, quarterback. I had him in the 20s because I didn't think he'd be that high up. Right now, he's at QB, I believe, 2 or 3, somewhere behind Fitzpatrick. Because we know Fitzmagic is number 1
0: number one on the statue, number
1: Mahomes one on our hearts. has had an unbelievable start to the season, and good for him. Never going to last. Never going to happen. Alex Smith had the best season of his career last year, numbers-wise. Best season of his career. Started out red hot, was the number one QB in fantasy. Now, by the end of it, overall, he was the number five quarterback in fantasy, so it's hard to argue with that production. But... In order to do that, he was number one the first three weeks, and then he was number like 10 the rest of the season, and it balanced out to be fifth at the end of the year overall. So you're talking about Mahomes now coming in, in his first year, his first real adversity facing anything, after he had a couple of easy matchups in the first couple weeks, that he went out set the world on fire, and, you know, he, you got to start him every single week. I, I mean, the fall from grace that this guy is going to have, will I have my popcorn ready <laughs> to just watch the, the tears come streaming into the Internet.
0: This, uh, since Andy Reid got there, they always do this. So, yeah, I agree with you. You should pump the brakes a little on trying to trade for Mahomes or blowing your entire bad budget. I'm not saying don't try and acquire him. Like, feel free to do that. Feel free to do that if you believe in it. But that is not necessarily something that I want to go, like, move mountains to do. Because in week 10, I agree with you. We might be having a very different conversation. The last one, and the penultimate one, the thing that has driven the internet to the point of madness. Sell David Johnson for anything, including a hard roll with ketchup on it. Just sell, sell, sell. Whatever you can get is too good. Get it off your team. It's gone. They've Wilkes killed it. That that dream is dead. Move on while you still can get anything. It's you gotta dump him. Don't cut him, but you gotta trade him. That's the general thing. So I am going to do the hot take side one more time. I feel like you already just did the hot take. Yeah, but I'm side. gonna do the real one. Pretty sure. I'm do the real you one in the short version, which is Oh my god <laughs> Why? That,
1: that's it. That's it right that's there. That's
0: it. That's the that's the hot take side. And uh, and yeah. Now, if you want to go, let's just real quick dive back into what you started to talk about earlier.
1: I feel like David Johnson is the poster child for Buy Low. And in fact, if you really want to Buy Low, wait until next week. Because after he gets crushed by the Bears this week and has another terrible performance, you go out there and offer anything at all to a panicked David Johnson owner. And you will be sitting pretty. Because I think they will correct their mistake. I think that... Eventually, they will just start force-feeding him the ball. At some point, they're going to give Rosen a shot. Nine mistakes is going to come in the game, and uh, Bradford is going to finally sit down. And they're going to give uh, David Johnson the ball more, which is what he needs. And he is the perfect buy-low candidate that you can go out and get for a cheap value for a player that can still finish as a top-five running back.
0: But what do you do this week? Because I don't know that you can bench David Johnson. You know what I mean? I don't know how you could really bench David Johnson this week. Like, I don't know what your team would have to look like.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have other
0: guys, but
1: matchup wise Yeah. Like, I don't know how— Because we'll be on the back end there. If you had David Johnson and, let's say— Christian McCaffrey might have been there. Um, Lamar Miller. If so you had McCaffrey— Just just say you had David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey. And then you went out on waivers this week, and you picked up Giovanni Bernard. If you played Gio and McCaffrey over David Johnson, I'm fine with that.
0: Fine. Well, let me ask you a straight question then, and it's very selfish. Do you bench David Johnson to play either Adrian Peterson, Bilal Powell, or Philip Lindsay?
1: Oh, you, so you're asking for... The, I'm literally like, asking
0: you a goldenly question, yes.
1: So you'd have Kamara as your one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. In that case, probably still playing David Johnson. That's
0: where I've been leaning all week.
1: Is. Just because I don't like the other matchups. Because yep. I feel like really the... Uh, I honestly feel like David Johnson and Adrian Peterson are probably going to be in the same like ten
0: range. Just depends on and who just matters, manages to plunge who, into the end zone at some point.
1: Yeah, who's got the bigger upside? And I would have to think it's David Johnson, but I don't know. I mean, given the pass catching that Adrian Peterson's had for no reason, What's going on
0: with that through two weeks—that's a—that's a damn. His damn
1: his value has been crazy.
0: Well, he had an eight last week, so that's not spectacular. His value is propped up by having a 22.6 in week one on 26 attempts. And see, that's the yeah, issue sure. with Adrian Peterson. I like him in situations where they're going to be able to run the ball. But in Green Bay, they might have success running the ball because the defense isn't great, let's be honest. But are they not just getting torched? Like, that's my concern is that at some point, Rodgers just starts crushing them. Their defense has looked okay, but at some point, they get up by Green Bay gets up by like 17, and then Adrian Peterson's drinking that blue. Yeah. It's just Chris Thompson out there all day, so right. I, that's my concern, my genuine concern about that. And then Philip Lindsay, I just love the opportunity because he's again, I love guys like that because he's he could score a touchdown any time he gets the ball. Doesn't matter where he is on the field, put the ball in his hands, he at some point could find a way to just slip past everybody and he's gone. So that's but that's that's what you're counting on in that matchup. So I completely agree with that sentiment and have been trying to talk people off the ledge on the fantasy life app a week so and i intend to have to do that there again next week of trying to just talk people off the ledge now i'm not saying if you get a real good offer that you don't you know maybe do it if your team is constructed as such that you can't deal with waiting waiting around for him to to get it together and the cardinals to figure it out i can understand if you need something like good but don't be selling for nothing
1: all right so there you go week three in the books we will be back again next week Again, make sure to check everything out on the Important Nonsense website. You can follow me on Twitter at Nonsense underscore Steve. My co-host at Nonsense underscore Neil. Aiden at FF Aware. And, of course, all of us on the Fantasy Life app at Important Nonsense. We, uh, we look forward to hearing all the feedback again. Doing the chat with you guys this weekend. And uh, until next week, everybody, just keep up the nonsense. Have a week! Mm-hmm. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Lee Rosebeer, Lame Genie, and tri Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with the latest content on importantnonsense.com.